You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a warm hello to all who are listening with us today on WNDZ 750 AM here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago, which is the account for the Archdiocese of Chicago. You know, as we've discussed here on the Voice of Charity many times before, Catholic Charities has a number of programs that help prevent homelessness in Chicago. Our call center receives an astounding 80,000 calls a year, and we respond with wraparound services that address root causes of how someone becomes on the brink of being homeless or actually homeless themselves. We work with the city's 311 center that provides rental assistance and other basic needs and refers clients to emergency shelters. Another innovative program that we are part of helps families identified through the Chicago public school system as living in temporary housing situations. Here to tell us all about this groundbreaking program are Sharon Love, Catholic Charities Department Director for Permanent Supportive Housing, and Hermes Bryant, who is a very skilled, accomplished case manager um, in the same housing impact area. Welcome, Sharon and Hermes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, We just admire your work so much because you're really on the front lines of addressing this chronic, very significant problem in the city of Chicago. Sharon, can we start with you? Can you please provide us with an overview of the CPS FIT program? Yes. Catholic Charities Chicago Public Schools Families in Transition Program is a unique, innovative, permanent supportive housing program designed to end homelessness within our households who have children that are enrolled in Chicago public schools. Clients are matched to our program via the coordinated entry system, which clients are assessed and entered into the homeless database system. In addition to CES, which is the coordinated entry system, every CPS school has a homeless liaison equipped to provide social service to homeless families. CPS FIT also works with STLS, there are a lot of acronyms. Students in temporary living situations with which they assess homeless families and they complete necessary paperwork for referrals. STLS program protects the educational rights of children in temporary living situations and they provide wraparound services until those individuals are matched to a housing program. Eligibility is households can can consist of a one or two parent family composition, but must have a child or children enrolled in CPS. Homeless status must consist of residing in a shelter, doubled up, residing with a family member or a friend, or either individuals can be residing in a place not meant for human habitation, such as sleeping in a vehicle, abandoned building, public transportation, bus, trains, or parks, or et cetera. 
Housing programs which families in transition consist of 15 households who have children under the age of 18 who are enrolled in Chicago public schools. In specific target areas, which are Austin, Inglewood, and Humble Park. Our program provides permanent housing and intensive case management services, which clients receive a combination of supportive services internally and externally within the community. Through our individualized service plans, clients focus on barriers that limit them from becoming self-sufficient and independent. Clients focus on raising healthy children, increasing CPS parent involvement, increasing or maintaining income, reducing debt, increasing their self-determination skills, and also their participation in the housing program. That's an overview of the Families in Transition program that we provide direct services to families. And so this program was started in 2017, and uh, on a regular basis, it assists 100 families, correct? And Catholic Charities is one of six partners assisting these families, correct? Correct. And so I know uh, that uh, that from these uh, neighborhoods that you identified, you know, there's schools in Austin, in Humboldt Park, um, in Inglewood that either the teachers or the administrators might identify a student that they're concerned about. And so they refer that student's family to CPS. CPS contacts one of the six partner agencies, Catholic Charities being one of them. And that's how the process begins of establishing a relationship with that family. Is that is that also correct? Correct. Okay, great. And so there, Sharon, can There you... are different layers in regard to the referral system, but the main goal is to make sure that the clients receive the appropriate service in regard to matching them to appropriate housing. Okay, so that's the first goal, right? Just establish safe and affordable housing for them, um, and then you work with them uh, on maybe some other issues that, that you can assist with, as you said, the wraparound services to help them uh, become stable and self-sufficient and, and pursue their dreams in life. Uh, you know, it, it's really so sad and tragic um, that these children might be identified as living in temporary living situations. Can you tell us what some of those situations are? I know you mentioned um, some of the conditions already, but can you elaborate a little bit more on what what the schools identify that student as living and that what would be qualified as temporary living situation? Temporary living situations, as I identify, is residing in a shelter. Um, CPS looks at things beyond what we typically see. They see the eyes of children who have to live in these situations that actually have to come to school and to be a parent and not be able to provide for your child. Our children within our CPS system that are homeless have been traumatized. And sometimes they become re-traumatized because of the lack of services that are not provided. This unique program may be only a hundred program. I mean, a hundred programs that provide for a hundred families, but look at all the rest of the families within the community that are not serviced. So CPS looks at individuals that may be experiencing domestic violence in the home. Children are inadequately not fed regularly, clothes are unkept, just to come to class and be bullied or labeled. And the teachers have to intervene with that. So you gotta also look at the fact that how can I really educate a student and focus on the educational piece when I also have to focus on the social piece 
and provide for this, this child or this family. And a lot of times children are shamed. Parents are shamed because people look at them as, what are you doing? Why are you not working? What happened to you? But people also need to look at the family dynamics and there's something that occurred that is preventing this individual not to be able to provide for their family. Not everyone has. So we as an organization, we come into place along with CPS to help put the pieces together and to be able to pro provide tools for these individuals. And as you and I as hope you I answered that question. No, it's beautifully said. And and so as you address the trauma and maybe try to help get to the root of the trauma, uh, that healing mm -hmm. process begins as you address these basic needs and help them become stable again. Yes, correct. And so Hermes, can I bring you into the discussion? Because I know that sure. that the CPS fit um, is really considered a win-win. It's a win for the families because they are they are uh, um, provided with stable, safe, you know, affordable housing. Um, but then the landlords, you know, get tenants through this program uh, who are, they're going to count on. They're they're going to be reliable um, in terms of paying the rent, um, and they know that these families want to start over and want to establish lives. So in some ways, it's a win-win both for landlords and the families, isn't it? That's correct. That's correct. And uh, it makes it all work together. When you want to house somebody who's been unhoused for a period of time, that's the, that's step number one. It's like you're, you're reaching, the, you're taking the rung of the ladder and you're going up. And every time you're making a, another step, another step toward self-sufficiency and start toward housing stability as well. And so we should mention that out of these hundred families that are in CPS fit, um, once a family uh, is is considers themselves stable and 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 Catholic Charities considers them stable, we welcome a new referral. Um, but sometimes families are are in this program for a, a long time, and so it really is so wonderful that there isn't a time limit. There's no cutoff date because the recovery process from whatever trauma they've been through uh, is is an unpredictable amount of time. Right, Sharon? Correct. Okay, great. And so can you also talk about the impact that this program is having in Chicago? It, it's funded um, by the Chicago Low Income Housing Trust Fund. Can you talk a little about, about that, Sharon, and, and then talk about the numbers of families that have been able to been helped since 2017? Uh, yes, we have two funding sources within Families in Transition. The first funding source is, is the Department of Family Social Services, which is DFS. They provide funding for the social service component and also client assistance, which we provide furniture assistance, food assistance, and also transportation assistance, which allows clients to get to point A to point B to, to transport their children to school or either to seek employment. The second funding source is Chicago Low Income Housing Trust Fund acronym, which is CLIF. They provide the rental subsidy for our housing units for our program participants. And that's really the largest city-funded rental assistance program in the nation, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. And so it really shows the the importance of this program, the impact that it's having. Do you have any statistics, um, Sharon, about how many families have been helped and how many families are, are being assisted currently? Currently, to my knowledge, in regard to families in transition, We've been able, since 2017, we've been able to service maybe close to 100 individuals within the Family and Transition Program. That's you also amazing. have to realize that 
It may be 15 households, but within that 15 household, they have other adults, which also encompass the family composition. When we look at a family, we just don't say one adult and two, three, four children. We work with the whole family as a whole because we never want to limit anyone because that is their social dynamics and that's their family dynamics that they're also working with. Absolutely. And each member of that family is on his or her own journey, recovering from the trauma and trying to become stable. So if you'll please bear with us, we're going to take a break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Sharon Love and Hermes Bryan talking about CPS Fit, preventing homelessness in Chicago. Please stay tuned. Charity's 75th annual celebration of giving is underway in support of those who are struggling to make ends meet every day. Individuals, families, colleagues, neighbors, parishioners, and friends purchase thousands of gifts and basic necessities to ensure Catholic Charities' clients and their families have a joyful Christmas morning. There are many ways to get involved, including online wish lists that make giving easier than ever before. If you can join us in this special Chicago Christmas tradition as volunteers and donors, please email us at cog at catholiccharities.net. That's cog at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7401 in Cook County and 847-782-4210 in Lake County. Thank you for helping us spread Christmas cheer this year throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Forty-four for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Join Catholic Charities on Friday, December 2nd for the 33rd annual Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball at the Chicago Hilton. The Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball is one of the most elegant galas of the holiday season in Chicago, and proceeds provide critical funding for our programs and services into the new year. Families, friends, and work colleagues make a tradition out of gathering at this extraordinary black tie event to celebrate the Christmas season. Enjoy an opening reception, gourmet meal, and live entertainment courtesy of the Ken Arlen Orchestra, all in support of Catholic Charities. Don't miss this special night for a great cause on Friday, December 2nd. To purchase tickets for the Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball, visit catholiccharities.net slash events or call 312-948-6963. That's 312-948-6963. 
Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and it's my distinct pleasure today to be with two experts who are addressing homelessness in Chicago head-on every day. Sharon Love is Catholic Charities Department Director for Permanent Supportive Housing in our Housing Impact Area, and Hermes Bryant is a very accomplished case manager um, in that same impact area. Um, welcome back, Sharon and Hermes. And Hermes, you know, you. you're the only full-time case manager for the, the CPS FIT program. You you are a very busy lady, and you uh, juggle yes. as many as 15 families at one time. Um, can I ask, what is the first thing that you say or do with them when you're introduced to a new family who's been referred to this program? Right. When a family is matched to uh, Catholic Charities, the first thing I do is make a phone call to the client and uh, tell them, surprise, you have now been selected to receive permanent supportive housing. And the response is just unbelievable. Most of them are in tears because it's an opportunity of a lifetime to receive permanent help in uh, seeking. Uh, some of them have been unstable in their housing situation for so long that this is really a dream come true. And so uh, how is there an average amount of time that you work with family or is it really that unique that that each family is on his, you know, that family's own schedule? That's correct. Everybody is on their own schedule and everybody has different layers that they have to unpeel. I always talk about unpeeling the onion and there's always different steps and everybody, just like we are all different, everybody has a different path to uh, making uh, be, becoming stable. And that's also a blessing about this program, as we said before, that there's no timeline, that they feel pressure as they're trying to become stable themselves. Um, can you talk a little bit more about peeling that onion? How do you gently help people uh, start to acknowledge the trauma they've been through and, and, and suggest to them ways that they can start to recover and become more self-sufficient? Right. So what we first do is sit down with them and develop a set of uh, goals that we uh review quarterly. We look at their goals. What is your goal? Your goal is uh, to achieve housing stability, to maybe uh, obtain a high school diploma, which we have a program which helps with that. I'd like to talk about that program just a little bit because we, uh, our initial 15 families, we had eight families who did not have a household, did not have a high school diploma, and how we were able to uh, partner with Lights of Zion Training Institute, who has a homeschooling program, and uh, take those eight clients, those eight families, and they all successfully completed uh, this project. And uh, what we did was every Friday we conducted class here at the Tolton Peace Center uh, and helped them with their helps with their home study. Uh, many of them were not ready to study, but sat down and studied. We conducted classes, and at the end, they all took their final exam, and all eight families received their high school diploma. I have to add, you're very humble, Hermes, but I have to add that I know that, that part of the reason that that was achieved is because you take personal interest in every one of these head of households, and you work Absolutely. with them to help study for those tests um, so that they can achieve it. So it's it's a big credit to you and your uh, personal attention and your your uh, extra effort to help these people achieve uh, that that diploma, um, because as we all know, that that opens many doors for them. You're, you're so dedicated to your job, and it's a real credit to you um, and to share and your department um, that you've had that great success. Um, can I also just ask what other Catholic Charities programs and services, you know, do you work with most often, Sharon, to uh, help people with these wraparound services? We work with 
behavior health in regard to individual and family counseling, which is needed because again, the trauma that they have been exposed to needs to be addressed in order for them to proceed in life. We also work with domestic violence programs within Catholic charities because a lot of our households have experienced domestic violence and they may be fleeing domestic violence. So they need supportive services in order to aid them in that area. We also work with family stabilization in regard to referring clients to pantries to receive food assistance, also clothing assistance, also legal assistance in regard to households that may be involved with DCFS because they became homeless. Sometimes DCFS, a hotline call was made because they were unable to care for their children. So by providing legal assistance and providing the help and advocacy that they need, they're not alone in this journey. So in regards to all the social service agencies within Catholic Charities, we wrap our arms around them and let them know that we're in this together. If you put your hand in my hand and together we can build on this and we can assist you in becoming self-sufficient and independent for yourself and your children because the focus is the children because without them, where would we be and where would our future be? Let's talk a little bit more about that. Hermes, are you finding that these students who've been identified in the CPS schools, you know, that their families are in transition um, and that once they get in this program, are they able to focus on their schoolwork more and, and become better students overall, Hermes? Yes, and we, we're seeing now where uh, the students are attending class at a regular basis now. They don't have to like figure out how to get to school. We have families who were literally on the CTA bus and uh, sleeping there, not just taking a ride. And so now they're able to take the bus and go to school. That's right. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Hermes, you, you also mentioned to me that uh, you meet with the families monthly, but of course you're in communication that communication with them throughout the month, whether it's phone calls or emails, you know, to help them get on board and stay on, on progress with their goals. Um, but what other communication methods do you have with the other five organizations chosen by CPS to be part of the CPS FIT program? So the, the six agencies that are involved in this uh, CPS FIT, we meet monthly. We meet monthly by uh, Zoom meeting now, uh, used to be in person. Uh, and we all get together to sort of coordinate services or things, uh, talk about problems that we might have or problems we might have with tenants, with landlords, with working with the funding agency or whatever to coordinate services so that everybody uh, sort of receives equal services. Well, and, and it's probably, you know, sharing best practices as well, right? That this, oh, by, by the way, I found this additional resource, you know, that I'd like okay. to share with you. That's, that's the teamwork behind this whole thing, that we're all looking out for the best uh, of the, for these families. Um, can I ask each of you in your housing area and, and with the CPS FIT program, what are the greatest challenges that you find um, in working with these families as they're trying to become more self-sufficient again? Hermes, may I start with you? Sure. I think that uh, as you, as we, we talk too about peeling the onion and finding that, that so many of them have mental health issues, uh, issues of issues of substance abuse, issues of dealing with family, not having contact with family members, uh, being estranged from uh, close uh, friends and family because of their personal uh, decisions that they've made in their life. And so overcoming some of those issues uh, is a uh, monumental for some for, for most for most um and just helping them to to navigate that 
So how do I how do I go and make amends with my spouse, or how do I make amends with my the, the parents of my the the, the other uh, partner, the other baby's father, the mother of the children, or how do I make amends with the grandparents, or how do I go say I'm sorry, or how do I att attain recovery? Uh, what kind of mechanism should I use? Should I go to an AA meeting, or should I? take methadone or different things of that sort to help me in my recovery, or am I ready for recovery? Well, and I know uh, both of you ladies have, have shared with me that, you know, as much as you have great ideas and want to recommend different services for the uh, the family's members, they have to want it themselves, right, Sharon, that yeah. that you can you can recommend these things to them, but they have to care. They have to advocate for themselves, right, Sharon? Correct. And I think to end on what Ms. Hermes indicated, I think the biggest thing is building trust when we're working with our program participants and also establishing that relationship because trust is something that you have to earn with individuals because of the inconsistency that they have had in their lives and people have sometimes have failed them, promised them things that did not occur. So that relationship actually allows them to go through this journey and know that it's okay to trust someone. It's okay that the outcome will be positive for you and your children. Well, I can see that uh, by the empathy and the compassion that you show to your families, that that they they get that message very clearly when they meet you. That you two are very trustworthy people that they can count on to help them. Um, in our short time left, as, as we talked about the challenges, you know, what are the greatest benefits? What do you like best about your job, Hermes? Oh boy, just <laughs> working with clients, seeing these families achieve over and beyond. We, I talked about the eight uh, clients who received their high school diploma. We had a graduation service for them to celebrate them with their families present. Uh, just seeing those kind of things happen. See, three of our uh, families now have full-time jobs with uh, within CPS, believe it or not. Um, We've had three families who graduated because they made too much money. <laughs> so uh, just seeing those successes and uh, is so wonderful. Anything to add to that, Sharon? The biggest thing is maintaining stabilization and maintaining that key to their home that they turn each and every day that they enter their home with their family. Beautifully said. And, and Hermes, you mentioned the employment component. Uh, I know that you are, are very uh, strong advocates uh, for these family members, anybody, you know, of an employment age to, to uh, establish that job and learn the skills to stay with that job. And so I know that's another big component of what you do. Uh, I just have tremendous admiration for both of you because this homelessness problem is big in Chicago. It's big nationwide. Um, and you're yes. addressing it in such uh, logical, practical ways through CPS fit um, and through our other homelessness prevention programs that uh, you're, you're addressing this thing in, in very significant ways. And I just congratulate you on all the success you've had and, and wish you a continued luck. And please can come back on the show and give us a progress updates with you because you're doing great things in Chicago. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, so, Thank you much. so much. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And we invite all of you, you back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breeden, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities.
Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.